your tests on my side. Make sure that yours is coming through. Check. Check, check. Hey, yo, check, check. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? This is my new podcast, Wyatt. Chairman looking like a god right now. Hey, hey let's go. Is it, re- is it recording? Yeah, we're going. We're going on there? Wait, do we need to do a clap? Everybody clap your hands. Oh, that's good. We got to do a new clap. We're going to throw it off. Here we go. Okay, and then... Um, Whoopsie. Cracker open, little sip skis. <laughs> sip skis to get us going. Get that 300 milligrams of caffeine. What is that? Oh, Black Rifle? Yeah, Black Rifle. Let's go. I never had one of those. Is it like creamy? Yeah. Or is it just like black? No, it's creamy. All right, All right so. Well, let's hop into it. Well, I guess we'll start off with a welcome back to Conversations with Humans. I am Mike Ritchie, and I'm sitting here with I'm Truman, Truman Milan, and. Hey, we got Adam over here. Whoops. Wow. Just flipped off the camera trying to do a hang loose. <laughs> yeah, we're free on this Literally podcast. Just, what's well, up, guys? We don't have a network controlling Oh, us. my gosh. Anyways. But this is our first time running this new setup. <clears throat> yeah. Where, like, for one, we want to bring videos to you guys more. So, like, filming the podcast, we're going to start to also, like, put out clips on social media um get new guests on and also yeah. like film with guests so by the time this episode's out i think the great scott episode is out first yeah so that's kind of a taste of an in-person conversation just because like in person so much better it is yeah we tried to do the whole like zoom thing for a while and it just like felt so uh disconnected like i hate zoom for like the like you feel like you're always cutting someone off yeah. And you're like, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you know, it's <laughs> that like slight delay. <laughs> I know, like, that's so annoying. Like, so, yeah. Just Versus love. like when we're huddled up in the garage, yeah. three of us in a camping chair, and we're just like talking. I think there still is potential for like episodes that have no video in the future. Like, I feel like audio only isn't completely off the table if we're like at the top of temp podcast without a podcast episode you know it is more sick to have to be on top of temp with video (laughs) for sure we bring this whole setup up there (laughs) got the black magic it can get like super slim you know like it can i think we could all we could fit this all in uh like a A backpack or like that homie that tiktok i sent you yeah or that guy and like we're kind of i mean we're we got the black magic back there like kind of this is a much bigger set up then yeah you could go smaller than this so we're also in your new spot right now yes which is pretty cool that we got to do the great scott podcast at your old apartment because it kind of like captures that environment and that's kind of one of the like beautiful things about change is just like on to the next environment the past one is gone like how you how have you been feeling since moving um it's good to be back down here for those of you that don't know like with the way that Utah is set up, there's like Utah County and then there's Salt Lake County. And I was living in Salt Lake County and all you guys are down here in Utah County. And so like 
every time that we want to meet up or there's a project down here, it's like a 40 minute drive. And so that just gets really old after a while. For sure. So that's like the main benefit of being, being back down here is like, um, just like being closer, you know, it's like literally 14 minutes to your place. Yeah. It's funny. Like we forget that like uh, Utah to Truman is like Pennsylvania to me. And like you're ever since you left home and moved out to start your career in 2016 or uh, at least the start of like yeah. founders of 2016 yeah, yeah. you haven't moved back home since where yeah. like since 2018 we've been like in our home state or me and adam's home state so like it's like still that life out on the road and well not necessarily on the road the right. only road is i-15 yeah yeah <laughs> Doing Dude, this thing. is so rusty. Like I don't know about you guys, but I feel so rusty being back on a podcast. Definitely. Well, how long Definitely. has it been? The last it's, one, I mean, April. The, yeah, Great Scott one was yeah was a few months ago. A few months ago, but and then even before that, it was like months again until we did another one. I feel like it just like I mean, adding the cameras, you can feel it. Yeah, for sure. I think you that's can feel it. <laughs> Yeah, go try and ignore it. I'm just like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. No, I think that's that's definitely the component. That's because also you just said that you're going to take a break from social media for from Instagram. Not, Instagram. Not what what inspired that? <clears throat> um, I feel like, I mean, everyone talks about Instagram as like um, comparison, and I feel like that that is a thing. You know, like um, you feel that you compare yourself to others. And I definitely comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. And like I do that to a certain degree, but I feel like what messes me up about Instagram, especially like being an entrepreneur and a creative is like, um, like seeing all the entrepreneurs posting like advice, uh, content. And I'm like, Oh wait, am I completely doing something wrong in my business? Like, should I shift everything and go Mm. do that? You know? Yeah. And so I feel like the more that I'm on Instagram specifically, um, the less I'm in tune with like the voice inside me, like in terms of what I should be doing, you know, like, cause I feel like there's so much other chatter going on. Yeah. Um, which I don't feel that when I'm on TikTok because like, mm. um, like even though like that's the type of content that I somewhat make, I don't follow a ton of people. Like my TikTok for you page is like funny stuff, you know, it's not like, and like, that's kind of why, like I gravitate towards TikTok because it's kind of like a, relief from my day you know but like when i hop on instagram i feel like i'm just like stressed for some reason Mm. i was just like why am i like uh like i would never get rid of tiktok at this point in my life because i'm like benefiting from it but like for instagram like i haven't posted on instagram in like months and like i don't really do anything on my stories i literally just consume and so i was just faced with that question of like i'm literally just a consumer on instagram so like why why am i doing it you know? yeah. Like I'm not benefiting from that at all, but I'm benefiting from TikTok, so I'm not gonna. I think those that. that's like a good perspective to have on social media that I've been thinking about lately of just like consumer versus creator, and it's like about knowing how to use social media as a tool versus how can it really hurt you. Like how can you be someone that's like uh, an owner of a Chick Fil A? versus the person that goes to chick-fil-a every day yeah. they both use chick-fil-a but in different ways and right. one dude loves chick they both love chick-fil-a yeah and like because i was gonna say for me being an artist is really hard 
being a consumer on TikTok because, you know, I like to also consume art and consume music and stuff, but now my algorithm will be hyper-focused on small artists. And at first I really liked it because it was like, yo, I'm being exposed to really low-key artists that are really dope. Mm -hmm. But then like over time, I'm just like, feels like I'm constantly comparing myself being like, fuck, this is actually really good. And this homie has 10 likes. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, do I got it? It's right. what that for yeah. a brief moment, you get that thought of like, holy fuck, this kid is out here grinding. But then also sometimes I'll, I'll see a TikTok that's really good. It'll have like a hundred likes or whatever. I like it. And I get kind of bummed, but then I go to their page and they have like a hundred K followers. And that was just a new video. Yeah. yeah. So it's like different size pages, depending on when they posted, but comparing yourself, like when it comes to me making my original music, is so hard because I don't want to sound like other people or like I don't want to, but it's like trends on TikTok. And I do also, I do find a lot of music on TikTok. Yeah. And like, of mm -hmm. course, like my music is inspired, but because like, I feel like part of being an artist of putting out your own music isn't necessarily, you know, making all that music from scratch, but it's putting your stamp of approval on a certain style. Like, uh, your ability to choose a good beat to rap on, you know, mm -hmm. and like, I don't, uh, buy beats from other people. Um, but most big artists do, <laughs> that's just yeah. the reality of it. And it doesn't mean that that's not their song. They still paid for it. The producer gets their money for it. Like it's just part of them saying, yo, this is what I want my sound to look like. Yeah. And like same, I feel like goes with using samples when you're making music. Cause there's a lot of artists that are like anti using samples because like, Companies like Splice make it so easy. Freaking millions of sounds that yeah. of anything that you want. But like, and I used to be like that where at first I was like, I don't want to do any sampling. All my beats are programmed, all this stuff. But then once I started to like get over that, I'm like, let me try this drum loop. And I'm like, holy shit, it sounds so much better. But you have to like get over yourself to like do that. <clears throat> and also it's like, yeah, it's not a big deal if you use a sample, like for one, I mean, it's one thing if you just like rip something off of YouTube and sample it in like a malicious manner. Yeah. There's another thing paying for a service that gives you samples and using those samples ethically. I feel like it's like, I don't know if this would be like a good analogy, but it's like, like I'm sure painters like a long time ago, they made like all of their own paints. Like they like mixed it up from like, I don't know, crushed plants or something like way back when. Mm -hmm. But then when like, you were able to buy like paints people were probably like nah i don't do that oh for sure like i don't buy my own i don't buy paints i make them you know yeah. it's like but now it's like any painter would kind of be a fool to make all your own paints there you know? i bet there still are out there that do just for like the art of it yeah but also um something that i think about is like i was learning about leonardo da vinci and his younger years and you know, he would make these like amazing paintings, but what you don't know is a lot of times there's multiple people working on one painting. Mm. He would work on these giant, massive paintings with a team of people for, it would take him years. And it would be like, you take this little corner right here. And especially great artists, they would have their <coughs> students and their apprentices work on paintings with them and they would work on them together. And it wasn't like, this was the solo show of Leonardo da Vinci. It was, this is the, you know, the, this is the hard work of Leonardo da Vinci because yeah. throughout his life, he made like under, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but 
under a hundred pieces of art total. Like there's not that many yeah. because each one took so much time for him to make and is his whole life devoted to doing that. Yeah. But I feel like people get so hung up on like, I want this art to be so original to just me. Like it's only me. And then they ruin it for themselves when it's like, yo, Kanye, when he has one song has 50 homies. <laughs> yeah. Because also that one song may have 20 different versions. Mm -hmm. And like, you don't know, it's like the more that you can bring a team to help your vision come to life, like the more you can consistently put out work. Like if you're a professional artist, you don't just put out one album and you're done. You put out one album, hopefully it gets the attention, you do another and that's what you gotta keep on doing. But like what we've learned like with our video companies, like we could keep on doing shoots just Mike and Truman and splitting the check and just keep on getting little checks here and there. But then we go through waves mm -hmm. that start crashing on us really fucking hard yeah. where it's like three months of shooting. We're traveling in Colombia, three months of fucking sucking dick <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically dick sucking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it goes. Like we get these big projects, we do it. And then it's like hurts. Like it's like, one of the worst things, like closing a client, start to finish, and the whole process, like six months. I know. Yeah. And then we start doing live streams, and it's like, as soon as the event's over, we get paid. Yeah. There's no editing, like, and same with, like, to the podcast. That's why we're Bro. bringing this live element. Yeah, it's you know? like, it's crazy. Yeah, like, our live stream projects now, we are making, like, as a company, more than we've, like, our average project in the past, we're making more in three hours of work than we did in like three months yeah just because of how stretched out it was and it's yeah it's wild it's like, like all up to us at the end of the day because like we had to stop taking certain types of projects yeah because like, you can only blame yourself when you're the one that accepted the project you're the one that had all the time before to clarify that they were ready for yeah. this you know so it's like we have to take responsibility for all the failures but they got us right here. Yeah. I feel like I need like an EQ on this, on this mic. I know, now. pop filter. All I'm this, like kind of holding it yeah, back. Yeah, all this bit. music production that we've been doing, it's like you can kind of pick up on, like, yeah. I, can, I really hear the low end of my voice, you know? Uh -huh. Like, I need like a little whoop. <laughs> Just slice off, a, yeah, yeah. you know, 150, 200 hertz. But uh, well, what I was going to say is, I feel like. Um, yeah, this this may be like a, a slight hot take on like the entrepreneurial like uh, like beginning as an entrepreneur, like what I did, what I mean I guess what we both did at the beginning of our career of like essentially diving in head first like five hundred bucks on our bank account all that stuff nice. like uh, I wouldn't I don't know it's such a double edged sword because like. Like, if someone asked me, like, yo, do you think I should go all in or do you think I should keep my day job and, make like, build it up slowly over time? And I think that there's, like, pros and cons to both ways. Because uh -huh. I think that when you go all in, the benefit is that you're all in and, like, that's what you do nonstop. Like, and there's obviously a benefit to that. The downside is you, you'll do that thing where you accept projects that you probably shouldn't accept just because you need to make rent. Yeah. And that can throw you off because For sure. you're literally like just 
for months at a time doing projects that aren't aligned with your end goal of what you're building at all. They're literally just short-term things to get cash to whatever, pay your car payment, all that stuff. Then you build a portfolio of videos that you don't want to yeah. be doing. And so like, I feel like that's what we did at the beginning of our video production side. It was like, just like taking whatever, you know, just to make ends meet. So the other side of that is like, if we like if I mean we both didn't have jobs like when we started anyway, but like let's say we did and we're like, hey, we wanted to start a we want to start a video production company. If we just maybe bumped back our hours to the point where we still had our job, we're still good on rent, still all that, all that other stuff, and then we can say no to all of those bad projects and only accept the ones we want and are excited about, and then build a portfolio of that. And then slowly transition into only doing video production, you know? Yeah. That's the less, like, sexy approach. Like, everyone wants this story of, like, uh, I walked up to my boss, I told him to go to hell, and I was out of there, you know? Like, and I became a millionaire next year. Like, that's mm -hmm. literally what everyone wants to have happen. But it just doesn't happen like that, you know? I do think that there is a level of power from putting your back against the wall. And like yeah. going all in on something is hard. It's like I see the, it's it's so hard. There's not one thing to say for one person. Yeah, that's there's true. different things for like depending on where you're at. Because like I say, there's no shame in a, getting a part time job or like doing what you gotta do to pay your bills and also like going the hard route that you know is better long term. It's for sure better off than like doing the short mm -hmm. shoot. But also like when I think of us going all in for the last six years is what's gotten me to those places of such fucking frustration or that ignite my change where I'm like, I have to change and start doing this to become better. Or like, otherwise, like the question is how disciplined are you actually? Yeah. You know, because yeah. even me, bro, I'm not, I like everybody has to work on being more disciplined, but especially if you're self-employed, you don't have a boss. Like, you got to be honest with yourself. How much discipline do you actually Bro, have? <laughs> because otherwise, you will put that off yeah, until yeah. it hurts. Until you have to go and get a job because you're in the negative. And like, nobody wants to ever be put in that spot. But sometimes being put in that spot is what makes you say, I never want to fucking feel that again. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's so true. Like, it, that is another one of those things that like people don't tell you about, like, of becoming your own boss. Like, like maybe you're not a good boss to yourself. Like, you know, like it just because like someone is still like your boss, like when you don't have a traditional job, like you have to become your own boss, like for yourself, you know, like you have to be like that, like adult to be like, yo, don't be playing video games right now. You got to edit that project. Yeah. You know? like, like do there, what, what should you be doing right now? Yeah. And like, that's super hard. Cause it's like, kind of like, really like meta like you have to be yourself doing the work but also part of you has to be separated to be like uh like you know after this you better be doing this you know you have to be like a manager of yourself you know yeah and that's and super you difficult. also have to constantly remind yourself because like something that we've noticed and experienced is like you get these waves of inspiration <clears throat> where you're like fucking on top of the world and you can do no wrong but and it's like those moments we're fired up we're having good ideas we're talking we're get we're making moves but that's not the reality of what every single day is going to be like and so it's like you have to constantly 
re like you'll have these moments where you do a brainstorm you dump out everything in your head that you need to get done you come up with a game plan you do that two weeks later you got to do it again mm -hmm. otherwise mm -hmm. you're back to where you were yeah. two weeks later you got to do it again yeah and you got to keep on being like all right where am i at right fucking now what is everything that needs to get done like write all that shit down what can you chip away at and then a week later you do that again and it's even harder with business because like we all have to be doing it. If yeah. we want to be the most like efficient team, all of us need to be on point and we need to be checking on each other, making sure that we're all, you know, doing all the things we need to be doing. And that is really hard. But like, even like, I remember Ulysses telling us a while ago, he was like, we just, we hired someone just to keep us accountable. Like, what did he call them? Like a discipline manager or something like that? Mm. Maybe accountability coach. Accountability or coach or literally it was someone that they hired just to like be that person. I think we should do that. Yeah. For sure. I like I used to have a weird like take on that, that like that's like like you're you're kind of in a bad spot if you need someone to like keep you accountable. Like mm, that's what you thought. Yeah. But I feel like like no matter how good you are, like everyone's a human human at the end of the day and we yeah. all suck at like staying on task like no For one sure. is like even like navy seals need like people in that squad to like keep them you know yeah or like at least have like a like a plan to follow you know and i think a big thing too it's like what's your accountability style like no we don't want to be like uh annoyed with our accountability person it like we don't want to like have this relationship where it's like they're just constantly like we hate talking to them. They're constantly diminishing us, which ties into this book that Ashley's been reading called Multipliers. It's about like being a multiplier or being a diminisher. And like when you're a diminisher and it lists all these certain characteristics of diminisher mm -hmm. and it has like this negative effect on everything versus when you have this multiplier effect and you're a multiplier in your business, it you know multiplies everything. That's of course like the most simple explanation of it. But like, it's just so true where like, we want someone that they don't have to be like, Mike, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you post that TikTok today? But all we need is like, yo, Mike, just a reminder. Are you going, uh, what are you working on today? Yeah. And then, and this is another trick that one of our mentors, Austin Netsley taught us. It's like, use accountability to your advantage to have someone's own word mean something you know like austin isn't like like he's having you say what you can do and then if you can't do yeah. it then he just says well why weren't you able to do this you said you know mm -hmm. so it's like using your own word and yeah. um that's what i did when i uh ran that f 40 miles mm -hmm. is like i mean we were doing that accountability group with amongst ourselves for a while mm -hmm. and like I was kind of on the fence with even like verbalizing it because I didn't want to put it out there. Yeah. Because like, I knew that once I would say it, like I would do it. Like, because I just hate that social, like, it sucks, like, saying something to your tribe, like, I'm going to do this. And then, like, the time comes and you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And because it just feels like you're like, you let everyone down, even though, yeah. like, it didn't benefit you guys for me to run it. But it's like that same thing of like, Hey guys, I'm gonna go up there and uh, like kill a uh, 
an elk and bring it down for our feast and then I don't do it, you, you guys are like, dude, what the, like I planned, I didn't eat for the last three days because I thought you were doing this, you know, yeah. like it's like that primal thing of like not wanting to let down your tribe. You Even know? like building trust. Yeah, yeah, like that trust is huge. Like, like if I don't do it, you're gonna think like, oh, like he's a little like flaky, you know, and like enough of those things stacking up against you, you're like, that dude's not like he, like for me personally, being labeled, like being known as the guy that says a lot of stuff but doesn't do it, that's the freaking worst thing that yeah. I'd never want to be labeled as. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's what drives me. Like when I say that I'm going to run this 40 miles, like I'm doing it or at least like attempting it as hard as I can, like, or else I feel so bad, you know? Dude, I even feel like this is just so important for the little things in life. Because even if it's not a big thing like going hunting and killing an elk and you don't do it, where it's like, okay, it makes sense that you didn't do it. I'm not necessarily like holding that over your head of like, oh, Truman's the type of guy to say he's going to do something doesn't do it. Yeah. But it's like even the little things where it's like... The little things I feel like are more important. They're very, very subtle where it's like if you say that you're going to... Um, take the trash out or take something. Take the trash out. Yeah. You know, like... Those are the ones that really matter because if you can't do it with the little ones, yeah, are you gonna do it with the big ones? Yeah, but that's also where the power comes yeah. to you. And honestly, like at the end of the day, it's the little things where is where it stacks up. Like whether or not you know you can trust someone, like when they tell you things that you can't verify, or like you just have to hope that they're gonna, you know, like if you're in a stressful situation, you need someone to be. You know you need someone that you can rely on and like if you don't have that with yourself like if you are always telling yourself okay tomorrow i'm gonna work out and then tomorrow comes and you don't work out if that happens you know thousands of times in yeah. your life or whatever it is that builds up a, an internal like self-doubt right of oh even if in a moment i think i can do something i probably won't be able to do it and then you commit to less things then you push yourself less but like when you say you're going to do something and then you actively like, even when it's hard, even when you want to quit, you don't, that builds up your self-confidence in the long run. And, you know, same thing with like other people, then you're, you're valuable and like trustworthy, which is, you know, like, yeah, the I best think thing you can do. I heard Jordan Peterson talking about that, like how, like what you just said, it's like, you have to be able to trust yourself, like like know that you're going to keep the the word like with yourself on what you're going to do. And like, that is so like, I know it's so weird. Like you don't really think that you can lose trust with yourself, you know? Cause like, it seems really obvious with other people. Like that guy said he was going to do this for a while. doesn't do it. I don't trust that guy anymore. I'm not going to even talk to him. I'm not going to give him any responsibilities cause I know he's not going to do it. Yeah. You know? But like that can also happen with yourself of like, mm. um, like going to the gym or something. Like I feel like I've experienced that the past like month or two of just like, like I don't know, like not wanting to read a book because I'm like, you're just gonna read it and like nothing's really gonna change from reading this. Like you're gonna read it and like, you know, it's really bad thinking. You like need it's some like belief. it's like you need you don't like you shouldn't be so like pessimistic about like. Um, you know, like you don't know, like you could read that book and it could change your life, you know? Yeah. 
Well, that's also that inner roommate that's just talking shit. Yeah. You know, like, and that's something that I've had to, that's one of those lessons that I've been like forgetting and then having to remind myself lately because I'm like, when I get called out on being kind of ornery or whatever, and then I remember I'm being ornery because I'm letting that inner roommate just take over. But it's like, because same with like road rage, you know, it's like your immediate impulse when someone cuts you off and then you just let that impulse come through and you're like freaking out. Mm -hmm. But it's like when you pause and you think before you say it and then you realize, oh, what the fuck? Why was I so mad about that? Like, really, why am I so like at the core? And like, because it's so easy to forget that you let someone else take over the wheel. And I feel like that's the definition of like being unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. You can get into some weird territory, like where you feel justified to like make those reactions like and because i feel like it's like uh you distort reality to a point where like you like you believe that like that person is out to get you like they cut me off because like they hate the way that i'm wearing my t-shirt right now or whatever like you take it so like personally of like 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 they did that to me you know so you feel like you feel obligated to like do something back to them but it's like they're the actual reality, if you can open yourself up to that, is like that they probably didn't even realize they're stressed out. Like they didn't know that you were behind, like whatever. Like it's nothing to do with you. Like in like an alternative reality, that was someone else in a white Corolla. You know, like it wasn't mm-hmm. you, you know, <laughs> like it's. Yeah. Or it was the person you cut off. Yeah, yeah. It could have been, it could have been anyone. It's like, so, I don't know. It's just like weird that you can like, everyone does it everyone can flip things around like i've been thinking i've been thinking a lot about this recently um about like living consciously versus unconsciously like you're saying and it's really tough because like your survival your like animal brain is unconscious you know think like a dog they you toss a treat out they just go get it they hear they hear something Mm -hmm. they just bark like Mm -hmm. instant reactions to stimulus is like unconscious living that's an animal mind um but like conscious thinking and like decision making is what really sets human beings apart and like Mm. why we've been able to accomplish so much as opposed to other species because like if you're just always running around looking for food you're not going to think about how to build a skyscraper but if you're really consciously thinking about how what effort you can put into the world like the long-term benefits of that and like whatever will come out of it, you're way more likely to push yourself and do better things. But if you live unconsciously, you, it's so weird. The animal thing is like ego. It's, it's prioritizing yourself over other people. And that road rage thing, it's so instant because it's like a threat to our life where you're mm-hmm. on the road and like that person cut you off, you could crash and you could die. Like that's the way that your mind thinks. Mm-hmm. And so it takes you out of the ability to think consciously and have that pause and that reflection of like, oh, like how do I want to act here? Mm. Um, but it's but that's one of those things that you can learn and you can train over time. Like, like if, practice it. Mm-hmm. If you just are always living unconsciously and always prioritizing yourself, yeah, you're gonna have a negative interaction with the world because that's not how the world works. It's not built around any one person. Yeah, and that's gonna reinforce your negative viewpoint of the world and but if you're able to live consciously and analyze why things happen and why people act certain ways 
it's crazy how little it can affect you in the long run because you can kind of take control a little exactly bit. and someone that's thinking unconsciously and acting unconsciously prioritizing themselves if you as a conscious individual you can analyze that and go oh i don't even have to think about what you're saying yeah you know i feel like also like with consciousness or living consciously is like learning to live with intention or to create intentions with things like instead of letting something happen to you and then you just like react to how it happens to you Mm -hmm. you can say like you know what is my intention with this podcast episode wants to blow the fuck up so we set up multiple cameras we bring on another homie to come help with it and we set it up like a podcast that has the intention to get bigger or even like i've learned like with making music so many different ways that you can make music you can hop in and you can just like spit whatever you're thinking about immediately or you can sit on lyrics and craft it word by word for years and how you make that song it's like all about the how how you do it is all up to you how you make this podcast is all up to us how we do anything is like part of our intention of living consciously and it also is like with like having goals and like wanting to do bigger things you know like our intention is to uh you know be self-made and to create our own business and that was our intention in 2018 when we started our company and then as you set that intention and you just like go on that journey, you start to learn more. You know, like when we set up our first podcast episode, it was connecting creators. We thought we could film it and record it with lavalier microphones because we didn't want to hold microphones. And it was a total failure. It was a ton of work, but we learned a bunch. Yeah. We shot like seven or eight episodes like a TV show. Yeah, yeah. And then we pivoted and we're like, okay, this isn't working. We just want more conversations. That's literally all we want. Boom. Conversations with humans like was exactly what we wanted. And it was like that one more step on the path of intention. Yeah. Our intention with this podcast is in the name of it to just have open conversations. It's like a safe space for anyone to chime in. But Dude. we might be getting a little bit too woke here. Truman, say something. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say like, um, progressing is so much about uh failures like i i mean i we, yeah we talked about this before, a bunch of times on past episodes but like because we'd be failing a lot yeah but like <laughs> that's how it is like i was listening to um um christian guzman on uh bradley martin's podcast you mean christian gusman gusman and uh like bradley asked him like you know what like how often do you fail or whatever? He was like, dude, every day, like hundreds of times a day. Like I, I mess things up all the time. Like, and like, like he was telling like different stories of like how, like they had like a black Friday sale with alpha lead. And like, they like just did all this stuff. And like, he had like an accounting error and they like lost $2 million. Like they, or they had like, two million dollars worth of clothes that like didn't get shipped out or something like it was like this huge thing and like like it's like but that's like a bigger one but he has like things all the time and like it's so it's not about like avoiding failure like i think that that's something that i got messed up on like i'm still trying to get better at it's like um that like quote of like 
playing to win is not the same as playing not to lose. Like mm. if you're if you're playing a game and you're playing not to lose the game, yeah. Like if you're playing a football game and your team's playing not to lose, like you're like super defensive, like whoa, whoa, whoa like like whoa, you know, like that's a completely it's like a scared like protective energy. Um, but if you're trying to win, you're like, yo, take this ball and run hard into that group of guys, like or like just go, like go, like every like play that you're taking is like going for the win you know yeah. like it's like putting it all out there mm-hmm. that's a completely different energy than like uh this like scared frantic like trying not to lose you know and like how that applies to like business is like um you know like trying to save a few hundred bucks or like trying to like you know condense subscriptions down to whatever it's like and like you want to do that you don't want to be spending money for no reason but like we should be spending our attention on like how do we get more revenue and not cutting more costs you know because like you can only cut costs down to a certain point but your uh potential revenue is like through the ceiling yeah like and i think that that's like what um like the guys at sandlot like they're you can tell that they're way more focused on like like income producing stuff and they're more like they're not concerned with like cutting corners or cutting costs like they want to do it right and yeah. they're focused on winning they're focused on the excellence like all that stuff like yeah and like so like and i feel like you can only focus on like one of those things like you can either be like playing like small and like doing it that way or you can be like just completely like let's go like we'll we'll pick up all the stuff as we go like all the mistakes but like you can't just like you can't like blow up from like a really like sheltered back like perspective yeah you know like that's good for like maintaining like if you want to like you know get to a big company status and then you want to like just chill there maybe like then you maybe want to pull back but like to really like to go from zero to like up here there's no way that you can like uh like safely get there you know Mm -hmm. like you have to like put it all on the line and like kind of spend some money for sure yeah spend some money but also like your efforts have to be huge you have to take big action you can't be playing it safe in any regard like bro even this setup that we're running right now is like 2500 bucks 1500 bucks 2000 we got about ten thousand dollars worth of gear right here we haven't made a penny off of this podcast (laughs) and same with like my music too is like the same way where i'm like investing thousands and thousands of dollars to get the right equipment but it's like you have to do that first to get the results from all that gear and i was i saw this uh uh, video about marquez brownlee's new studio and how the monthly rent is thirty thousand dollars a month Mm -hmm. and it's like that sounds like a lot but then it's like how much is he making every month because if he's making three million shit thirty thousand dollars is chump change yeah literal chump change yeah like you can you can go through your whole life being that guy that's so concerned about the 30k a month expense or you can be looking at the upside of the millions that he's making you know leveraging it so something else i was thinking about too from what just what we were talking about uh is i was watching survivor which has been like my freaking favorite show lately i'm not gonna lie because I used to think it was just like a reality TV show about surviving on an island, which is a small part of it. 
But a much bigger part of it is like the mental game and the social game involved with like going surviving for 39 days with very little food and you have to make your own shelter and everything competing with all these people and then getting round by round and surviving through all the chaos and is constant chaos throughout the whole show and uh this lady in the episode that i watched last night said oh uh i can't remember exactly how the quote goes but it was like a winner a winner is made by how you get back up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is like kind of exactly what we we're talking about. Is why yeah. I wanted to bring it up. But like that show is full of these like kind of metaphorical lessons you can learn from smaller social groups that apply to bigger social groups that have to do with like leadership styles that have to do with communication. And then you see them part off and say like. Like in the conversation, they looked totally chill, you know, like the person just kind of took what another person said. Then they walk away. And then one of the people that was in the combo is like, he just thinks he can command me around and tell me whatever to do. And I'm just keeping my quiet. But when it comes time to go to tribal council, I'm writing his name down. Meanwhile, homie has no idea that that person responded to his leadership style is like too aggressive. And that's really common in the show for like the leaders always get sent home first you know like you're putting a target on your back when you're like putting yourself out there as a leader the people that win in the show are the ones that like kind of keep it low key like coast kind of in the middle or the back throughout the show because it's like constantly the leadership dynamic is shifting because new alliances are getting bigger taking over then different people are put at the bottom of the pack that are now like at risk of being sent home and it's just so interesting like watching different groups of people go through this it's like a simulation like it's like a simulated mini world that has politics where you have to go pitch yourself and say don't send me home because if you send this person home instead is a better move because blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and it's just super interesting you you know what might be a really fun way to watch that show is watch a season that's like been out for a while Uh uh-huh and from the very first episode, find out who wins that season. Oh, and know who the winner and is. And follow the winner and their traits and like the way they behave throughout the yeah. show. Because it'd be pretty interesting. You know, because all throughout the show, you're always rooting for one person or someone else or like certain alliances. And then, you know, it gets cut or whatever. And you pick a new mental front runner. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to watch the winner's progression through the seasons there are some people where it's like once it gets to like top five you can kind of guess who you think is going to be the winner because also Mm -hmm. how it works is the top three go up against uh the trot the uh council jury yeah and the jury is like the last like 10 people that got voted out and then they vote who the winner is based on the top three so who you get in top three with is like really important but even like on past seasons, like people win all the time that I'm like, I was not expecting that. Or someone will go home where you're like, I thought they were going to win for sure. Mm-hmm. Like there was this one homie named Jonathan who's like seven feet tall. He's literally Hercules. Wow. And he was the king of challenges. His team is always winning the challenges and he's always winning the challenges and carrying the team on his back, literally. There was one challenge where he had the whole team on his back and he's dragging them through the water. And like this dude is literally like incredible, but he doesn't win. He gets sent home. Someone who sucks at challenges won. 
So like just being good at challenges is only a small part of it. The social game is way bigger. But um, we can kind of change the subject from Survivor. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of What's, like go yeah. So what you say? I was gonna say I feel like it's uh, we should like. Um, talk about our intentions with this podcast. Like okay. What, what we uh, see it growing into. For sure. Um, what, what, we, what? From your perspective, yeah, yeah. what's your? Um, what are your like? Where do you see this going? Dude, it's crazy because like, life is crazy, and we're getting on a really good path. Yeah. And like, I just feel like we've, over the last couple of years of struggle and navigating of finding what we want to do and where we want to go this where we are right now and the direction that we're all heading towards with everything that we're doing feels like like i found my life's purpose Mm -hmm. this is exactly what we need to be doing right now in life at this period of life is creating content yeah to summarize it because like with our company, we're also building our company, but we can't be the team members that are doing shoots is what we've learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. And what we need to be doing is building a team that can help us with shoots, that we train, we trust, we get a local uh, office or warehouse for us to work at, and then we just create content all the time and put get, get our name out there, mm-hmm. you know? The more that people know what we're about, then you know, the better chances we have of finding the right people to work with. So, cause when we first started working together, we were working as a team, a video team with an entrepreneur producing an interview show. And I feel like both of us found a lot of fulfillment in the networking aspect of like meeting so many incredible people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that for me, one of my big intentions with the next wave of the podcast is like, this is an outlet for us to bring on amazing conversations, conversations with people like Great Scott or Donato, but make them the best possible quality conversation. You know, like we did a Zoom episode with Scott, but that wasn't good enough. And we do one in Park City, or I mean, then we do one in Salt Lake City. Then I want to do another episode with Scott in New York in his hometown or uh, episode with Donato in Miami at his crib instead of over Zoom. And then even local people, like, we're getting pretty involved with the local professional scene around here mm-hmm. just over the last year. And so getting involved with that, Silicon Slopes, I just want to, I honestly just feel like we have an opportunity to really establish ourselves as some creative, open-minded, and hardworking individuals locally and I want to attract other people that are like that Mm -hmm. and talk to them Mm -hmm. like I want to talk to Jimmy Rex I think Jimmy Rex is super cool and I want to talk to Ryan Smith co-owner of the Utah Jazz I think Ryan Smith is really cool I also would love to talk to Todd Peterson and I would love to talk to Mark Cuban you know like we don't even have to stay in Utah all of us for all you guys out there, we don't got jobs. Like, this is our job, our company. Like, we uh, will do, you know, some delivery driving <laughs> to make up for the uh, COVID and the, the lack of funds in certain times. But, like, since we moved out to New York in 2016, that was a job working with 
mm-hmm. the team and entrepreneur. Then once we started our business, Temple Mill became our job. And since 2018, that has been our job. And I think that's a major win for us in terms of like feeling worthy enough to be in the position where we are right now. Because yeah. like 18 year old Mike couldn't do a podcast. Yeah, no way. I was, I was watching this like uh, old video of when we interviewed ourselves for a TV show that we were going to potentially be on. <laughs> I was cringing the whole time. I couldn't even watch the whole thing. It was, I don't even want to see my. You were way better, of course. <laughs> like, you know, you're closer. My dumbass, though, watching it. And so I just think of, like, how far we've come and already, like, what we've been able to do. Yeah. We've been investing the money. Now all we got to do, come into the room. Sit down right here, my guy. You know? And once we start yeah. building our audience, like, really... I think we have something really powerful and impactful that we can bring to the world. Mm-hmm. Because... There's a lot of people that are extremely judgmental, a lot of people that are super close-minded, a lot of people that aren't willing to learn new things, a lot of people that live life negatively every day, and those same people are also constantly putting advice out on the internet. Contrary to everything that we have to say, there's someone saying the exact opposite is what you should do. And not necessarily saying that we're right or they're right, because it depends on the advice, but also all the, there's so many younger kids in our circle that is part of my why to be a leader for them. You don't got to necessarily listen to me, but if you want to hear what I got to say, I'm going to be honest about it. And I'm going to say, you know what I think Mm -hmm. and at least try and be honest to you. And then you can take it how you wish, but I'm going to tell you something different from go to church. Amen. Amen. Well, look, you can go to church if you want to. But I'm just saying, if you're talking to me about what you're going through, I can guarantee the solution is not going to be to go to church. Speaking of which, we were talking about this earlier, the photo of Joe Smith. Yeah. Jay Smith, Jay-Z's apprentice, Joseph Smithy, Joseph Z. Um, did you see the photo? No. Can you maybe pull it up for him? He looks like he's probably like in his 40s in the photo. You think? Maybe 30s. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think he got to his 40s. And it was a a mug shot? Uh, I mean, I don't really know. That's just what it kind of looks like. Well, okay. We're also uh, treading lightly on the religious subject here. I'm not trying to roast Mormons or church or anything like that. Because I know that there's some of you guys out there. And I'm... Not trying to ruffle any feathers. But also there's this... Did you guys hear about all the uh, Mm. Taylor Swift omissions? We can even do a little... Put it over the screen. Yeah, we can just put it on the screen. But yeah, it's definitely... Maybe not a mugshot. It's a nice photo. But... It's like in a necklace or something. Yeah, he just doesn't look like what they say he looks like. Which is, you know this blonde blue eyes tall square face you know the classic handsome guy but then you look at the real photos and you're like whoa you gotta look you gotta have a good looking authority figure rule number one gotta have a good looking authority picture okay but i saw this news that said that it 
it's tracking celebrities' private jets, oh, yeah. their flight yeah. patterns. Oh, yeah. And it's seeing how much emissions they use as one person. And I think Taylor Swift was like 500 times. Like, I can't remember. Like 500 times the amount of emissions that she's produced. But then like the average person. Then like the average person. Yeah, there was a one trip of... Uh, Kylie Jenner took a private jet from like the north end of Los Angeles to the south end of Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a six minute flight. I think it was like Van Nuys to yeah. LAX or something. Yeah. Six minute flight. <laughs> it would have been so like 40 crazy. minutes in the car. Something about that though that I read is that some of, some of the time they're like their jet is going from like here to here and then they get off and their uh, jet is flying back. But I guess that that's still the emissions yeah like created from the jet fumes or you like, know, but it's not like because the way that it looks is like that taylor swift is going from here to here and then back and then like whatever and mm-hmm. people are like why would you do that why wouldn't you just like get an uber or whatever but like yeah it's some of the time it's their flight like they dropped her off and it's going back yeah, you the know, Van Nuys without her in yeah, it. without her. The Van Nuys but, LAX one might even be like she needs to leave at LAX, and the airport or the airplanes in Van Nuys, so bring it here and we'll leave from here to Tokyo or wherever. Yeah. So also another one of my intentions is to loop back things around and try and not get so sidetracked mm-hmm. all the time. And so I want to bring back and ask you what are some of your intentions of the podcast. Um, I mean, I love long-form conversations. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like it's, like, um, therapeutic to just, like, For talk. Because sure. I feel like there's not a lot of, like... Uh, like, I explained this to, like, my mom. Like, she was like, why are you playing, like, video games again? Like, Halo and stuff. And I'm like, you don't understand that, like, I'm never going to call Michael up and talk to him on the phone for an hour. Uh-huh. Like, just, I'm never going to do never. it. Like, not even... Like, it's just I mean, not, that's not what we do. I know. Yeah. So like, uh, I'm like, I'm never going to talk to him if that's the only way that we're going to talk, you know, but it's like when we play video games and we have the headset on, we're doing that. It's just that we're doing it. Uh, we're doing this other thing while we do it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and like, that's what I feel like podcasting is a little bit for us. It's like very little. Would we all just kind of like sit down? Especially when we Especially get multiple like guests. Yeah, stuff. when we get multiple guests in, like we wouldn't just be like, "Hey, Jimmy Rex, come hang out with us." Like yeah. he's he's not gonna do it. But like we live in this weird time where like uh, you benefit from sitting down and talking because you're filming it and people get content and all that stuff. You know, like people will people love to go to Joe Rogan to talk to him, but also they get the clips of him of them being on Joe Rogan, like and those spread around all the time you know yeah and so it's like i i mean i just love sitting down and talking with people but i feel like i can't really justify it as much like just like in my day-to-day like getting like it bundled up in like more stuff is kind of cool you know like yeah. feel like you're working and you're talking and all that stuff you like feel productive yeah and the other aspect would just be like meeting more people like um because like something that i want to do with this podcast is not just get on like heavy hitters or like name like name like big name people yeah like i think that it'd be so sick to like which is what i love joe 
for doing is like he has a big platform and he'll bring on someone that's like literally like like a, a hometown hero oh, like yeah, like yeah. someone that has no platform at all like for sure. and they're they're just like someone like like your dad it's like he's not online at all like okay he'd like bring on yeah. like any fuck yeah, like bring you like, bring like a nobody um like uh <laughs> like uh what's your dad's name again <laughs> No, but like someone that's like dope in their hometown. You yeah. Know? And he brings them on and like then it's like everyone knows that person. Like I would love to be able to just like put on random people, you know, like have a platform. Yeah, having a platform to be able to do that where it's like the second you come on this podcast, like your life will be different. Like yeah. I think that's a cool responsibility. Like and it's just, like we're gonna go live to two thousand people that are immediately watching it. Yeah. Immediately two thousand views right off the bat. Right. And then within the first 24 hours, clock 100,000 views at least. Yeah. Even like the Full Send channel, holy flip. <laughs> they get so many views so quick, yeah, bro. Like they're going for big guests, but it's just crazy. I didn't even watch the Andrew Tate one. Like I, I started watching it and I was like, this dude is so fucking annoying. I cannot listen to this anymore. We're going to do a deep dive on him for sure. There's so <laughs> many layers to that onion. It's wild. I have like, well, dude, I, I, yeah, I, started yeah, I don't watching know it. much about what he actually teaches, but well, just like listening to it, I'm like, I'm literally getting annoyed by this because like it was the, just him talking. That's like the point. It wasn't as much. I love hearing the other Nelk boys chime in. Mm -hmm. What really bugged me is like his, uh, like, like I'll I'll go on record in saying that like some of what he talks about is is like I can get benefit from. That's how all good scams go. It's it's like <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I mean some component of truth yeah, to get you. But that's hooked. that's the thing. It's like like because there's some TikToks where it's like he's talking about discipline or something. I'm like yeah, I, I can get behind that. But then when he gets off on this other stuff, it's like that's where. I'm not on, like, on it, but like, that's what, exactly how it goes. What he, what he, when he uh, talks about how he made his money, that's where I'm like, uh, I'm out. Like, I don't, I personally don't yeah. respect it. Like, yeah, because he with the like, whole strategy that he no, did that he's talking about. No, or it's what? it's like he he made money from like a cam girl site. Like he, oh, he essentially. I heard some something about this, but I don't. We talked about it on the podcast, so like there's not, there's so part. much. Honestly, I think we could do like an hour deep dive going because he has like an MLM. Yeah, that's, that's what like I heard a little bit about. Where all this is coming from, but then he has all this deep, deep history. Mm, like with why he's in well, Croatia, dude. Yeah. It's like he's so. Like, I'll just go over real quick of how he made his money, like. Uh, like he, he essentially had all these like women around him that he claims that like were like, you know, close with him. You know that he took care of him, whatever. And then he was like, like I'll set up a campsite on behalf of you guys. Like you guys will talk to the dudes, but I'll just kind of like run it. You know, all you guys have to do is show up, sit in front of the camera, like look good, talk to these guys. And then, like, you'll get your cut, I get my cut, everything's good. But, so they were in front of the, ca the camera, but they just sucked at typing to these guys. Like, the guys on the other end, they weren't, like, flirty enough. They were, they were whatever. Like, they are just like, hey, how's your day going? Whatever. But he was like, let me connect my keyboard, and I'll do the talking. 
<laughs> and oh, really? Dude, yeah, and so like he had a team of like what girls, but then every computer had a fake keyboard plugged in, like that the girls would be using, but the real one would be like behind the camera, and they're like, like they're trying to get money from these guys. Like yeah. it, it turned from like just like a like a entertainment cam girl thing to like, like how do we get the money from these guys? Like how do we like, milk them? Yeah, like, what's the mm. strategy of, like, let's, Milk their nipples. Let, like, let's not rely on them donating money. Like, let's try pooling money out of these guys. Like, and, like, it, it escalated to the point where, like, they would, like, like, have, like, guys would be, really wealthy dudes would be t- tuning in and be like, hey, like, let me fly you out here with me or whatever. And then, like, they'd, like get to a point where like the flights are booked and like they sent like hundreds of thousands of dollars to that girl's account and then they would just like ghost and like be out of there and so my thing is i feel like he has that shady past because there's so many wealthy individuals that like are want to like end this dude's life because they're like dude you like took millions of dollars Mm. from me like i thought this this was a real girl he's like in hiding (laughs) I, i think so and but so that's where it's like it's unethical from my perspective he doesn't see it that way he's he's of of like he he says on the podcast of like what i'm doing is just like if you had a uh, liquor store and you're selling liquor to an alcoholic like Mm -hmm. do would you feel bad if you're doing that but what i disagree with that is that like a liquor store isn't like like actively like message hey you. like hey drink this hey hey drink this like yeah like whatever like what they were doing was like actively like pulling money out like it wasn't like here donate if you want but whatever like it was like yo wire the money or i'm ghosting you like or like you know like it was really like putting it all out there well honestly i feel like that would be fine like there can be pushy only fans girls or whatever but like he was taking the money, yeah. all of the money. So, like, there's tons of pushy cam girls, but he was just taking all the money for himself. And that's, like, I feel like the problem. Because, like, sex work can yeah. be good for the girls. I don't right. really understand everything. But, like, it can be good. But I think the main problem with him is that he was running it like a, like a brothel where he would start to date a girl and then, like, convince them to do this as they're, like, his girlfriend. And then we'll just move on to the next girl and start dating them. So do you think that um, Andrew Tate's wiener is on the internet somewhere? <laughs> Photo of his wiener? Honestly, I don't think so. I on think- this segment of the podcast, we're going to take guesses on how big Andrew Tate's schlong is. Oh, you know homie's packing a little tiny guy. <laughs> you got that Vienna sausage, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be flexing, you know, Bugattis and Bugatti. I feel like the thing is, like, um, you know, of course, to to blow up as big as he did, he's of course got to be have some level of smarts of knowing what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. That like you can show props yeah, he's to. Not, he's not an idiot. But it's like, do I like him? No. Well, I feel the same way. In a year, I, you know, a lot of my favorite artists, I didn't like them at first. I didn't like Travis Scott at first. I didn't like Lil Peep at first. But now, I love Lil Peep. I love Travis Scott. Not that Andrew Tate is anything nah, like that. Andrew Tate's the Ty Lopez. His like, hair could never. In 2022, he's just the Ty Lopez. He'll be here for like a year and a half. 
and then he'll be gone. Well, Ty Lopez bought a couple companies, Radio Shack. I know, but do you see him in your pre-rolls anymore? Well, I think that that's intentional. Like, from Ty Lopez's perspective, I think He's decided to coast back. Yeah, I mean, he got in, got his money, got out. Well, it's very intentional how much we're seeing Andrew Tay right now. Yeah, no. That's part of his flooding it. That's part of his MLM is to have people post his clips. Of him saying controversy. He also just did, anything. He also denied that in the podcast. Yes. Well, it's literally in his Hustlers University. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, no, yeah, he did confirm that. But I think what he denied is that uh, he he's denied that he told other pages to post his content to to blow it up. Yeah, well, mm. we can just dive in a little bit. So there's like an, an affiliate leak. As you sign up for Hustlers University, it's $50 a month. And then you get an affiliate link and the people that sign up under you, you get 50% of their first, you get 25 bucks off their first month. And so what you want to do is just, even if he's not telling you is make an Andrew Tate, TikTok page, cut up clips, post it on his, on your page mm-hmm. of him mm-hmm. saying whatever, probably of course the most outrageous things, cause that's going to mm-hmm. be the most views. Then you have your affiliate link in your bio. Everyone that goes to your page and signs up, you get $25 for he gets $25 and then he gets 50 bucks every month from there on out. And so he's not expressly telling people to do this, but that's the way that this works is with the affiliate link. Yeah. And so everyone's just motivated to put him out, but not put his hustlers university information out. And so all there is is just this outrageous stuff that he says. So do you have an affiliate link? That was a big party (laughs) right there. My guy. No, I I mean, okay. Honestly, we're going to expose you on the podcast. This is I'm like, a, you know a lot about this. I've, I've, like, I've been making three grand a month. Dives, like, I mean, yeah, I, he's been downs. freaking everywhere. And if I weren't like intentionally like annoyed just by how his face looks, <laughs> then I would maybe get sucked into it a little bit more. He just seems like, I don't even know. I don't want to say anything about him anymore. Do you think nah. you could kick his ass? His- For sure. Like with so, yes. You think you can kick his ass? Yes. You see how big he is? I love you, Has he seen how big I am? <laughs> What's your take on it? I I think he would individually. As long as he doesn't put my ass on that campsite. One on one. I'll put his ass on my campsite. One on one, he would take any one of us. I would stream it, and then I would say, he was come a, and get it, He daddy. was a world champion kickboxer for like yeah. four times in a row. Like yeah, he I does, saw videos. He sucks. He has got his ass beat many times. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he's jacked. Yeah, maybe jacked off every day. Definitely. <laughs> he won't let any other girl see his dick because it's so small. Oh, well, if he flies me out to Croatia, <laughs> I'll take Yo, him. Yo, honestly, I think he might I'll be put gay. put his ass on a campsite. I think he might be gay. I think that's the problem. Is I'll that pound that tight little he's ass. Like, he's like a homophobic gay because he hates women. So obvious that he hates True. women, and he is the one messaging these guys. He's like, "You suck at flirting with these guys. Here, I'll flirt with them, and I'll do it better." Like he knows. I honestly, well, yeah, think, he's, I honestly yeah. think there's. I mean, granted, anyway, sexuality is like a spectrum. Maybe he's just a little bit gay. He's attracted to men. That's all right. That's why he never has like a wife or like a main girlfriend. That's why he always says all this anti-women stuff is because he's like, women are the worst thing in the world and they don't provide me anything, even pussy, because I don't like pussy. Like, maybe he's just super gay, but he cannot say it because of the way Has he's Has he raised. said it? No, no. He's, I mean, like... He's, he's trying to hold the alpha he's male. He's very alpha image. male, yeah. But it might answer a lot of 
a lot of things, you know, taking advantage mm. of the young man trying to get all these supporters in his group telling him how amazing he is all the time the thing is i know that with andrew tate that i at least have the mental game and i've been practicing my remote viewing and so i feel like i could make his head explode (laughs) so i don't even gotta touch him like that's why like you look at me like you couldn't take him you're not a kickboxer shit i'm like just goes full matilda mode just (laughs) i get the bloody nose i go all 11 on him i'm number 12 Something, something that I, I did take from that, from you watching, tainted it, tainted from it, <laughs> is that he said that like why his uh, like his content strategy that he's been using is like works so well because he can sit in front of a camera and just talk and clips can be cut all the time from it. Yeah, and so the lesson from that is like to reduce the like amount of time that your content needs to take like that's kind of like the downside of me doing all those book tiktoks it's like i have to literally read a whole book before i can do a tiktok on it Mm -hmm. like so it's like the time takes so long you know to go through that whole process and it's super draining but if you can like which is like why this podcast is going to be cool is like we can just like casually talk and then like Jasmine can rip clips from it and like it's just really easy, you know? Yeah. I feel like Andrew Tate, the type of guy to start a streaming service for only gay dudes. And it's like semen, but it's called streaming. Jesus. <laughs> I think he would. But other than that, um what else has been on your mind lately, Truman? <laughs> oh man. That's, Wait, I feel a, like we, we need to do like a, a tweet, explain this tweet. All right, because we are also uh, about an hour plus here, and I have to dip here in just a little bit. Yeah, we can. So. We'll wrap it up after this segment. All right. Um, all right. This tweet says Andrew Tate's butt looks really good. And just kidding. Andrew T- Tate, more like Andrew Taint. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Taint. I want Andrew Taint to come on our podcast, but fly all of us out to Croatia. Andrew, take and me then to he me. And my body. You can tell me in person. Um, okay, so... I like this one. Um, but I won't do that. Let's see. Um, shit, I can resonate with this. Getting what you want is a dance that takes a few extra lessons. So tell me about where your headspace was at when you wrote this fine work of poetry. Hmm. I feel like that was after a, a night of uh, partying. It was like <laughs> I kind of two forget. weeks ago or something. I, I kind of forget what I meant by that. But like, uh, well, I I could take a guess at what you meant, but I want to hear what you have to say first. I'm drawing a blank. Let me hear your perspective on it right now. This is what's it might so jog my crazy. memory on it. This is what's so crazy to me. So crazy to me, bro. Is that learning things isn't necessarily about new information. Sometimes it's about repetition and practice. Mm-hmm. And like learning how to play the violin, like my whole life growing up, taking constant violin lessons is such a gradual increase of information as I slowly get better and better to be able to handle the new stuff where like, it's not like I'm like 
trying to memorize all these things every violin lesson. It's like on a lesson to lesson basis, I'm not learning anything new necessarily. Maybe every like three or four lessons, I learn a, what a new uh, symbol on the sheet music means from a new song I'm learning. And then I, now I know that from that point on or whatever. But like really what's gonna get you better and it's like, this is, it's all about different types of things that we're talking about, like learning music versus, um, you know, learning computer programming. But still, I think some of the things still apply where it's like, sure, you could study and read books about music. And there is a component of that that you need a little bit of. Mm -hmm. But the majority of what's going to turn you into Jimmy fucking Hendrix is practice. Like, he's not reading books every day. He's yeah. playing the guitar every single day. And like, same with like, you know, the tweet example is dancing and getting it. You're one dance lesson away. And I think like having a mentor, it's weird. Mentors, it's like, you think that they have to be this person that's way better than you. But if you kind of like, let's just assume that we're all equal people here and you can have someone teach you something. It doesn't mean that they're better than you. Mm -hmm. They just know something that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so like with this like mindset of finding a mentor, a lot of time it's like, how do I get to Mark Cuban? You know, or how do I get to whatever? But the reality is, is like just having a coach there to help you through something, even if they're not the best, is still better than nothing. And so like, you know, if you want to get better at dancing, if you go take a dance lesson and get a coach to teach you one single lesson, that one lesson is going to change your trajectory forever. Because before that lesson, you're at a certain level of dancing that you don't have any sort of reference point to maybe or, or if you have no coaching. But then when you bring in a coach, it's like able to define your growth and bring in someone else. And so like playing guitar, you don't just overnight like it's it takes a long time to be proficient on an instrument yet alone a complicated <laughs> instrument like a guitar. Because if you compare a ukulele with a guitar, guitar's got two more strings, guitar's got twice as many frets on the board. It's like, the reason why people will play the ukulele is because of how easy it is. You can learn how to play a chord progression in five minutes because it's like, oh, just push down this one fret on the bottom string and you have a chord. Whereas with a guitar, you got to deal with six strings and making sure that when you strum that chord, every single one of the notes on those six strings is in the same key. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to get dissonance. It's going to mm -hmm. sound bad. But uh, yeah, full circle. I feel like I'm a huge advocate. And I, I'm like constantly like talking to myself too, where it's like, bitch, you need to practice more. <laughs> you need to practice doing podcasts more. Mm -hmm. You need to practice... Practices uh, everything. Practice setting up this yeah. gear, you know? It's like, until you just jump in and, and do a shoot like this and set it up, this is the best practice. Yeah, you know? doing and it. Guaranteed, we're going to get five episodes later, and the viewers are going to be able to be like, damn, they already are stepping it up. They already got a third camera in here, not just yeah. two. Yeah. They already got uh, their setup is more dialed, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. That's that Kaizen. Mm -hmm. I think that's also a tattoo I feel like I have to get. Because Kaizen is just like constant self-improvement. Yeah. And I was introduced the word through Kendamas, which is like also a lesson on constant self-improvement. Because like the first time you pick up a Kendama, even for me, I remember the first time I picked it up and it was so hard to just even get it on the cup. 
And then I think of once you practice and you get comfortable, now that's a piece of cake. But you're able to show yourself, whoa, if I just practice this every day, now I can spike it. And then like you give that more and more time. Same with skateboarding, same with skiing, same with like making art. Like that's like the uh, like nature of evolution. That's our part in evolution in like our expressions, how mm -hmm. our expressions evolve mm -hmm. or uh, how what we create changes as we yeah. try different things. Like it's exciting. Or just to, to loop back to what Adam was saying earlier, like what makes humans dope is that we have the ability to like think and choose. And so like we can choose to evolve in any direction that we want to go. Whereas animals kind of have a set, trajectory or template of what where they're evolving to or where they mm. came from but we can go in any direction like on a macro scale of like thousands of years but even just in our lifetime of like i want to be really good at this so i'm going to evolve in this direction you know we have the ability to do that because i feel like with humans it's past <clears throat> physical evolution yeah it's gone to like mental and metaphysical evolution with things that are in the air that we can't see like bluetooth and the internet and technology and like that's where humans have been able to kind of branch off from other species where like we can also evolve our bodies you can go from being a fat fuck to being chiseled <laughs> mm -hmm. but also our minds <laughs> yeah i think you're totally right though is that that evolution from like the physical evolution of things improvements happening so slowly over millions of years uh -huh. um like us to chimpanzees you know millions and millions of years but like us having the internet and us having phones in our pockets and the ability to talk to each other instantly yeah all that stuff is just barely started yeah and so the long-term effects of the internet and like the connectivity we have now are going to be pretty wild to see because this is part that, of it how it affects our evolution the live you know? stream like when live streaming yeah. i don't even know when live streaming was invented that'll I mean, be that'll be a fun fact for the next oh yeah, yeah broadcasting but for the next episode because yeah. i'm already i'm like thinking that there's so many other topics i want to yeah. dive into but save it we can save it for the next one I'm hyped that we just got this first one because, yeah. like, we've been, like, talking about this for a minute. Adam's going out of town tomorrow. Yes, sir. So, um, and also, we're sitting on a podcast. So, kind of what I'm thinking is, like, uh, maybe this week we drop the Great Scott podcast. Following week, we drop this podcast. And then when you get back, we try and shoot one and get one the third week. Yeah. And if we, we can get on a one a week. Streaming. Yeah, live streaming it. Like, and yeah. then we can get you guys to engage leave comments and then Adam can read them to us and be like, Hey, yeah. a dumb bitch. Number four. Just kidding. Oh I'm gosh. sorry, guys. Mike's loyal, loyal today. supporter. <laughs> number four. Like, this is a safe place. I want the podcast to be fun. Don't take away swear words, please. All good. All good. We just, we love our, our fans. No, we covered no it all today. We covered here. religion, swear words, survivor. <laughs> survivor for like 20 minutes we hit everything <laughs> hey well just uh keep on watching until the next one you'll see what we'll talk about you never started. know yeah. yeah all right well we'll catch y'all on the flip Ooh. take it easy brought it back let's go catch y'all on the flip that's the that's the vibe i want to have that like on our backs on merch catch you on the flip so when we're walking away you see it so wait should we do a little intro like how we do it normally or should we just do it like this new way and just not have that we don't need to.
I think that's simplified. We just yeah. do the intro when we start. Yeah. We did do like an intro. Oh yeah. All right. Stop recording. <laughs> I should just, yeah. Just stop. That one. All right.